Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, good evening, and welcome to Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. It's great to be here with you. My name is Andy Santis, and I have a fantastic guest for all of you this evening. I have Lisette Perry. She is a Catholic author. And her website is florachildrensbooks.com. So be sure to check that out on your phone or your laptop. Welcome, Lizette. Thank you so much for joining us on Journeys in Faith. Thank you, Anne. Thank you for having me this day. Yes. Now, I thought we could start out with, you know, your faith journey. And you and I actually talked a little bit earlier. You have a beautiful faith journey. I know that your Catholic faith means so much to you. Um, can, yeah. share, can you share with us a little bit about your early life and and also leading into, you know, how did you get to doing what you're doing right now? Sure, sure. So I was born in uh, New York and from parents born in Puerto Rico, Catholic parents. There was a difficulty with my birth. And after I was able to fully recover, we were able to take like half the family that was in New York back to Puerto Rico to meet up with the other half. My father's um, sister actually is my godmother, my aunt. And so they baptized me Catholic in um, Puerto Rico. And so Puerto Rico had a lot to do with all of my history. My grandmothers were from, my parents were born. And so, yes, as I got married and I got married pretty young in New York. And so then I had my three little girls and we, they were raised Catholic and attending mass every Sunday and really just watching my children grow in their faith and my love for the world's children, it kind of just propelled me into teaching as a catechist. And so here I was with, with three of my uh, first girls and I started volunteering with PSR. It was a little nerve wracking at first, you know, and I just realized how much I love being with the children and how easy they were and open to God's love and just very hopeful. And as I started to pray more and more, I realized that there were a lot of things that can befall children that aren't always um, easy. And I wanted to be for the world's children. So easily fell into being a catechist. And of course, it would be something in the elementary school ages. So from there, um, when we moved back to Atlanta, I actually became a fourth grade PSR teacher. And I did it for 10 years in the same room, um, teaching that level. And I also always had one of my daughters with me to co-catechist. So they kind of, it kind of like really just streamlined with everything that was going on in the house. It didn't take away from our household, but you know, actually supplemented our home. And so I just always felt like anything that would apply to the week, the Lord had a way of blending it into that lesson plan you know, and, and the kids would just watch me and go, how did she do that? Well, the Holy Spirit kind of just takes over, right? And it shows you the experiences that you're having day to day and, and weaves them into the lesson plan. From there, I easily got, I fell into wanting to be vacation Bible school coordinator. And of course, it would be from third to fifth graders as well. And as my kids started to grow along in their catechesis, I went along with them. So then I added edge and I was doing middle school. And from there, I was taking kids to XLT and doing professional adoration, worship and praise with them. And then from there, I was going to Steubenville. And I always had this nagging, like I knew that I had to write Flora in 2004, but I was terrified. Now I'm a mother of four and I'm teaching and then I'm being pulled in and being called to become a Eucharistic minister. And 
and it just it, that also just kind of fell into my lap while it, I was kind of just coerced up there and 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 I couldn't even believe it. So then I'm up there and I'm still feeling the call to do more. Um, Hurricane Maria struck the island of Puerto Rico in 2017 and I literally heard the calling to help and I'm hearing like powder formula, Holy Spirit's telling me diapers, everything that wove into what being a mother was my my main like stress and worry like do they have enough bottled water so that the nursing mothers could feed their babies and so on and so forth so i gathered with many in our church and as it it turned into call a mission of hope it was called at our church and we raised over twenty five thousand dollars and we were able to rebuild um approximately five different community churches um on the island and I would sit with the kids. I, I love sitting with the children. And they, they kept saying to me, well, you know, people aren't talking about what happened here anymore. And I was like, well, I'm just less sad, but let me, you know, I'm going to continue to help. Let me see what I could do. And at that point, it just became evident that I had to sit down and write this book. <laughs> it was like, I, I, you know, he, the Lord wanted like a bigger and bigger platform, right? And I thought, well, how much bigger? I'm already on the, you know, I'm, I'm giving out the Eucharist. Um, you know, I'm sitting with children and I'm teaching them and then I'm adding and adding and adding, but he, he wanted, um, yeah, he definitely wanted a bigger platform. Yeah. How beautiful. I love everything that you're doing and I really admire your faith and, and even your love of the Eucharist and being an extraordinary minister. Um, you know, you're working all of that in with being a mom and also an author and, and just the beautiful work that you're doing. So, uh, I thank you so much. You have such a love of catechizing children. I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that. Um, looking at your website again, that's florachildrensbooks.com for our audience. Um, so what is it like for you just being able to minister to them, teach them, catechize them? Such a beautiful thing. Yeah, what I really love is, is just their openness. And I love to be able to show the children of the world how God is in everything that we do in the day to day. And so I could easily find, like, I have an experience at the grocery store, and maybe we're talking about um, the exclusion, um, the, you know, how God is, is for everybody. How Remember how the Lord has said to me, bring the children to me? Like, he, he was, it's a different thing from, like, when we were growing up, we had to kind of be quiet. It was like, shh, you sit in the corner, look pretty. You know, don't touch anything, don't say anything. And I, I see the evolution of, of man now where kids have a voice and more than anything, they want to be seen. So for me, I try to show them day to day, like, well, maybe I'll have an experience with a cash register girl and she's wearing a really pretty color or I can see her name tag and, and give a compliment. People just love to be seen. And the children, they get excited about that. They want to see love in action they want to see life in action and um I, I especially love to see them grow and so seeing them from say elementary school where oh mrs perry how do you do you know well maybe they're a little shy with you in middle school and um i get to edge and they don't even want to tell their um classmates or their peers that they even ever sat with me you know and then i get now that i am a life team core member um, because incidentally, my youngest isn't shy about it. The other girls didn't want us involved in life team, but this one doesn't mind, you know, as long as she's not in my small group. So um, they really aren't shy anymore about 
wait a minute, because all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will start taking over in these small groups. And I would say something that must have been triggered um, when they were young. And they're like, I know you. Um, you taught me that lesson about Barney, the dinosaur. Was it VBS? Was it PSR? Because, you know, I would teach the kids, you know, that the Lord made us in his likeness and image. And that but we're all uniquely and wonderfully made. So there's never going to be another one of you. So whether or not you have even a, a, an identical twin and we take your fingerprints and we compare them one to another and they're totally you know, independent of each other. Or they're unique. And so I was like, do you know why? Well, Jesus came down as man, man and God. And they're like, no, you know, and I'm like, because you could have came down as Barney the dinosaur, right? Oh, Mrs. Perry, that's just so silly. And I'm like, well, but we wouldn't be able to relate to him, right? And so he came in 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 man form so that we could be able to actually relate to all the human things that he went through. And they're like, I, oh, I remember you now, you know, so it's, it's really cool to see how they, they're not as embarrassed or shy about their faith at that point, going from elementary all the way to high school level, and they're willing to be open and, 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 and say, yeah, you know, you know, I believe in that, or I'm excited about that. So that's really cool for me to watch them grow like that. Oh, I'm sure it really is. I mean, I have interviewed other people before on the show, um, who are doing not exactly what you're doing, but they're doing ministry for children. And I, I just think it is a really special and needed uh, area of catechesis and of evangelization that we really need in the Catholic church. So I just want to thank you for that work that you're doing. You know, you mentioned life teen as well. And my two daughters were very involved in that. Uh, what is, what was that like? Or what is that like for you? Cause it's really a great program, isn't it? Yeah. Life teen is a really great program. It teaches them how to be able to, well, kind of like the building blocks of all that we did teach them about the foundation of Jesus and the life of the of the saints but how they can apply it to their their stresses in their every day um I really feel that when they're in adoration when they can really feel like that God is a tangible experience it, it's the works of the Holy Spirit are are not they're not they're definitely like more of a mystical mystical experiential thing and when we sit with them and especially if it's not so much silent but we do definitely bring in like the music and the spirit moves through them they start to really recognize the words and 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 the lyrics and then we can also show them how they're on mainstream radio we have now christian radio and so they get really excited they open up i see tears um i see i see they bring all of their um, stressors and all of their pains and they put it at the foot of the Lord. And, and, and that, that's beautiful. I, I didn't grow up going to um, live teen or youth groups like that. So for me, I think that in the beginning stages, I could say 16 years ago, I was almost the one that was almost always getting more out of it than, than I could ever give the children because I was experiencing it with them. Like, as if like, something that I hadn't been able to do, hmm. but I, I just love the beauty about it. I love that they, they, they can say, well, you know, I saw my teacher, I didn't ever knew they were Catholic and that they believe in these traditions and these foundations. And that now I see her at school or at the local grocery store. And I feel a sense of community. I know that I'm not alone. I know that I share beliefs and the love of God, like, like they do. It's really cool. 
Yeah. And it's, it makes it more real for them, doesn't it? Because when it's not just the catechesis doesn't just happen at church. It's when you go out too. Right. And so I think that's really, really beautiful. Is there anything else that you want to share about your faith journey? Because I know that, you know, you've had that faith from an early age and then now you're really living it and all the things that you're doing with your being a Catholic author. Well, for me, I really was, I wasn't really raised in the church. Like I, I, I was baptized, you know, as soon as I could be, it was something that was more, um, a tradition, but growing up and actually taking the faith upon myself as an adult, and it, it, there's definitely a difference. There's a need for community, a need to follow the, the the liturgy throughout the seasons, like today being the Feast of the Epiphany, and um, just celebrating the, the three wise men and how they came to Christ Jesus as an infant. These are things that um, I didn't have grown up that I was able to offer my children. Uh, the Feast of St. Nicholas, I mean, it's not just like Santa Claus, but he's actually a saint. And being able to bring out the little boot and filling them with candy. And my kids are all grown now, and the youngest is in high school, but they still like, I was like, you know, they want to embrace all that. The, 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 just, there's so much bounty and there's just so much wealth in in knowing about the saints and how I, I also love to tell the kids, you know, how they want a hero, you know, and they watch Marvel or all these different shows, but I'm like, we actually have heroes in our faith. They're, they're saints that have just lived monumental experiences. They fought for our faith. They fought for what they believed in. And, and they, that that's really interesting because you, you share with them that all along through catechesis, but then when they get to the confirmation stage, they have to take a name, a saint name, and they have to um, explain why. How do they relate? What what can they use from that experience of that, the life of that saint, to apply it to their everyday, and you know, like Joan of Arc or et cetera. So, I don't know. There's just for me, there's so much hope. You know, you may instead of focusing on the negativities of the world or the travesties of situations, I'm more of a solution-based person. So kids have that instantly. Like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lead them. You know, they'll go. They'll yeah, them. so great. And, and I like the way you describe that because sometimes we're brought into the faith. As you use the word traditions, we might have been following all those traditions. But it sounds like it went from the head to the heart sometime between your younger years and your or early adult years. So I, I just think that's awesome. Uh, now, for the second half of the show, when we come back, we're going to really delve into the work that you're doing with your book and with all of your writing and, and also your ministry. So join us. Stay right here on Fiat Ministry Network. We're going to take a quick break with some commercials. We'll be back in a few.
Lisette Perry, and she, she is a Catholic author, and her website is florachildrensbooks.com. During the first half of the show, she talked a lot about her faith journey, and during this half of the show, we want to really focus on her ministry. So can we start out with telling our audience exactly what your ministry does and about your book? That would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so my books are, it's really about the love of a grandmother. And when my mother had to go back to work and I was a little girl at the age of two, I was raised by my grandmother. And there's nobody better than, you know, to be or safer to be with, with than your grandmother. My grandmother was originally um, born in, in Puerto Rico. And here I was being raised in the city of Brooklyn. So she had a lot of fears of the unknown. I wasn't really allowed to play outside very much, <laughs> um, even though I could see the park from across the street. Um, but she really just, there was nothing I ever could do that was wrong in my grandmother's eyes. I was absolutely perfect and wonderful. And, um, so when I was praying about the travesties that were befalling children and I had three little girls of my own, the Lord said, well, well, he showed me in two ways. I wanted to be an instrument of peace and St. Francis of Assisi kept drumming peace into me and peace and peace and peace. And so, um, then I wanted to be for the world's children and Mother Teresa of Calcutta, she was kind of the pioneer in the way that if you had asked her to go into a parade against war, she'd say, no, but if there was one, a march for peace, you know, I will be there. So that, def that definitely started to show me that the Lord wanted me not to focus on the travesties or uh, issues that could befall children in a negative way, but how I can be for the world's children. So I literally um, have a sketch here. I started to draw a grandmother figure. I wasn't a grandmother at the time. I was just still a mom of three young girls. And I started to write the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And the first one definitively was love, the most universal expression of love itself. And so then I started to see like an apron that she was wearing and the house coats that they call la bata in Puerto Rico where the women wear dress coats. And I saw, I saw pockets with, and the first one being the golden heart. And so that's definitively the symbol of the first book. And Flora is for the world's children. So she's just this elder in the village who, when the kids have an issue, whether they're having, um, you know, difficulties with their friendship or they're just having a problem, then they would go to her home. She'll bring them in. She'll sit them in front of, um, in, around the kitchen table. Her, you know, her um, stove is warm and, you know, the house is that center of the heart of the home. And and she'll, she'll say, come on in and, and the kids will explain. And in this particular book, there's, um, there are two boys that are friends um, that are upset with each other. And she brings in the coqui, and I don't know if you can see the coqui here, but he is the native little frog in Puerto Rico. And she brings him in and tells a story about the two frogs and how they were friends and how one still, you know, wouldn't share his toys with the other. And the one child had a lot more than say the other child did. And so feelings were hurt. And she shares, well, like, if you love each other, would you forgive him? And forgiveness is such a forgiveness is such a deep thing because when we can forgive ourselves first and foremost, I think it's the biggest gift that God can give us. Um, takes that off of us, and then we want to share that, extend that with someone else. When we could say, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean that," or "I was in this bad way and I wasn't thinking right," and I, and and you have that meeting of of the hearts, a meeting of understanding, it can open up so much. 
And so it was clear to me that God wanted us to show love, the fruits of love through forgiveness. Like that was a direct arrow. And, and I, and I do that with this first book and then it brings it back to the boys and then they look at each other and because one didn't want to share the car. Well, that didn't mean that he didn't love him. He just was feeling like well, we're going to take my car and keep it. And he's like, no, no, no. I thought we were just playing with one another. So there's that, there's that understanding. Um, I think that that's, if you're going to teach anything about God, you got to start with love. Hmm. Amen. I mm -hmm. totally agree with you. I mean, I just love your website. I think your website oh, is amazing. You. And I love how you just described everything because those, those there's virtues of charity and hope and peace. They are so important to instill, not only for our age and adults, right? But for children, they really need to, to have that in their lives. They need to be taught it. I wanted to read a little description that you had of Flora on the website. Um, and again, this is at florachildrensbook.com. I'm reading this right from my phone here. It says, meet Flora. Her loving presence is treasured by all who meet her. Flora is the wise understanding. Now, I hope I pronounce this right. Is Abula, grandmother oh, yeah. in her village. Whether you are related to her or not, her care encompasses everyone in the true spirit of unconditional love. Flora is wise, an elder in her village, entrusted to sit with the children and bring their focus back to God and the Holy Spirit with universal laws and principles of the fruits and gifts of the Holy Spirit. I just love that image of her. I mean, it's almost like what you described with your grandmother, right? And now you're, I think you told me you're a grandmother too. Yes. And so now you're living out that legacy and you're teaching it. But isn't that beautiful? You're teaching yes. that to our culture who needs to really focus on those virtues. But can I mention another thing that you're bringing into all of this is the idea of the importance of family, because don't we live in a culture right now, not just in the United States, but I think other places too, where we're losing that idea of the importance of that domestic church, aren't we? Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think what you're doing with the family and putting that focus on kids and saying, you know, these are the treasures of our lives, our kids and our grandkids. We need to spend time with them. We need to teach them about God. We need to teach them about the virtues. If you could talk yes. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because growing up, I mean, I had cousins. My mother is one of 13 children. <laughs> My mm. grandma, Flora, had had a lot of children and everything was focused on. And she had like this small apartment, but it seemed so big back then, you know, and there could be like so many of us. I never saw a lack of food. I don't know, but that pot that she made of the rice and beans with the chicken or whatever, like it never ended. If she wasn't brewing coffee from morning to night, you know, it there always was enough food. And the best part was, is like you grew up with your cousins and we don't have that anymore. Um, once my grandma passed away, you know, people just started moving to different states. Um, family reunions, especially now with COVID and all, I have really been limited, but we don't have that sense of community anymore. So we have to find that within the communities we live in, our community church. And I think that's so important. The kids have that. They have a, a sense of uh, who they, they, the parishioners are. And they, and they grow up with these children in these cat, in catechesis, you know, and they have somebody that they can relate with, whether, um, you know, Someone that they know, like, okay, well, we have, we can go to confession, you know, it, it's something that they can share that it maybe can't be talked about in the public school systems and what, what, what have you. So 
Um, getting the families together. I think that, I don't know about you, Anne, but COVID has given us a lot of opportunities. Um, there have been a lot of detriments to it, but it, hasn't it brought us back to the basics, the nuts and bolts of simplification of life? Like maybe we were just doing too much and we were wasting so much time, but maybe we just have to go bring out the board games. That's, I had all four of my daughters with my grandson, two son-in-laws, thank thanks to God, all together for Christmas. And you know what we did? We brought out the board games. You know, we were playing Monopoly. We were playing um, Scrabble. We were playing Clue. Um, that's it. That's all they, we really wanted. You know, the baby, he's crawling and he has to take a nap. And it's, you know, we, we the grandson, it's all kind of like we've rescheduled a, a routine in our life, but that's really what it's all about. And they don't really care if the food tastes good or not because half of us can't take it after <laughs> COVID or whatever, but it's just about being together. Mm. You know, let the house get messy, whatever. It bounced back, you know. That's <laughs> but right. Oh. For me, like I wanted it to be, well, also the Lord had told me another part to this whole thing was that this wasn't proceeds for me. This wasn't supposed to be an ego trip for me. Oh, you know, because I never I never imagined I would be a, a children's book author. Um, but this wasn't supposed to be something that pat on my back. Oh, here you are. You're on Amazon.com now and a book author. No, these are not my words. These were inspired. These were words that were given to me, this whole vision. I mean, I didn't even know who the illustrator would be until the Lord brings me the illustrator. And then I kept saying to my husband, this has to be for the world's children. He goes, but it's for Puerto Rico. How you got, how? And I was like, I don't know, but he knows. So one day I'm in the shower, literally I, I hear the voice of God and I hear him say National Forest Foundation. And I'm like, bingo. And so I literally call the National Forest Foundation. I start babbling about how I wrote this children's book about the Holy Spirit and it's about the fruits of love through forgiveness. And it's his grandmother and she's from Puerto Rico. And and I, I, and they said the L-U-K. And I was like, that's it. The only tropical rainforest in the U.S. of A happens to be on the island of Puerto Rico where my grandmothers were from, my parents were born, where I told you I was baptized, where I always felt I was supposed to help. And after having had the call and try, you know, getting all those fundraisers and all the things we did to Puerto Rico, hello. So now we plant tree, you buy a book, you help me plant a tree, we all breathe better. And there's the bridge. I can't question half the time what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell me. I just, mm -hmm, I'm just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because it does work out. You just have to try, you just follow. And God brings the illustrator, God brings the translator. I wrote this in English. Spanish was my first language um but then life and things change and you don't use the language every day and I translated it so that it's one book but it's in two languages so you have it in English and Spanish which is the bridge which he wanted right he wanted like a bridge and so therefore you can learn other languages so I'm finding that even though it's for children I'm finding that parents love reading the book to their children uh, children are falling in love with this elder grandmother, but maybe they don't have a grandmother figure. You know, maybe we don't have that community. Maybe we can't relate to being from Island Puerto Rico or not, but it doesn't matter because it, it is universal. God is universal and the church is universal. And so, yeah. You, you tied it all together so beautifully. And I loved how the whole idea with the rainforest and the benefit there and and how purchasing your book and the connection, how that helps, you know, helps to to um, bring more trees, like you said, and, and to preserve that rainforest, right? It's helping to preserve. So 
I just think it's beautiful. I want to really invite people to go to that website again at florachildrensbook.com. You know, this is a great gift. This is a great gift for a young person, your, your own child, your grandchild. Um, I really think, and I have this like vision that it'd be great to get into a lot of the churches and archdioceses and dioceses in our, in the United States to, to make that part of, you know, that early catechesis. Um, so I don't know how that could be done, but I just want to put that out there to people who are watching. If you work at a church or you're a pastor, um, think about, you know, going on the website and getting a bulk order of these books and maybe planning something. Now, I know also, um, Lisette, you do some talks. You can go to a church, a diocese, an archdiocese. Can you explain a little bit about what you could do there? Because I know this is something you'd love to do, and I think you'd be great at it. Yeah, I would love to just be able to share like the different um, love, you know, we have different trees and we have different flowers and plants and, and even specific animals to the different forests, like just bringing like the awareness of nature. And if, I don't know about you all, but I know that with COVID happening, we have spent a lot more time outside. A lot of people are hiking and going more to, you know, the, the water and the nature and, and the trees. And I, I would share that, especially with the Feast of Valentine's coming up in February, this being about, you know, love and forgiveness. I think it'd be extraordinary, just an opportunity to show the different cultures and, and just, just, just the love, I mean, she, it's very colorfully illustrated as well. And I don't know. It's a beautiful book. It really is. Yeah. So check it out on Amazon too. And invite people yeah. to go to Amazon, Amazon. and purchase mm -hmm. the book. Um, now, unfortunately, we're almost out of time. I wondered if you had any final words, anything to do with your writing or maybe what may be to come in 2022 or what your future plans might be with your authorship and with your ministry. Well, I, I'd love to write more. And I know that He's putting on my heart the fruits of joy. So I'm preparing. I pretty much have a lot of it already in my mind and talking with my illustrator, um, really bringing in the um, the National Forest back, you know, really sharing more of the characters and nature and how they interact, especially with the rebuild, because, you know, things, things fall apart, things happen, but there is that that joy that cannot be extinguished, you know, happiness is fleeting, you know, you wake up happy sub toe, and maybe you're not happy for that moment, but that joy is everlasting. That's something that's inside of you that God, that God gave you that it, it's just a, a never, you can't extinguish it. So I'll be working and praying on that and bringing that forth. But I think that it comes through gratitude, you know? Mm, so that's such an important virtue, isn't it? And you mentioned mm -hmm. the forgiveness. I mean, all that you're teaching children are things that we all need as adults too, aren't they? Yes. I mean, these aren't just things for, for young kids to teach them about living a life of, of virtue and of, of living with the Holy Spirit, right? Inviting the Holy Spirit into their lives. So I just think what you're doing is really fantastic. I'm so grateful that you are a guest here on Thanks, Journeys Diane. in Faith. And we'll definitely stay in touch one more time just to ask our audience to go to florachildrensbook.com. Lizette, thanks for joining us on Journeys in Faith. Thank you, Anne. And God bless everyone. We'll see you all next Friday on Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. See you next week. Bye-bye. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email 
info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.